welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and today we're talking about elections again. I know it seems like there are constantly elections happening in and around Frisco, but here we go again. And this time we're talking to Clint Bedsell, who is running for the Texas House. Clint, welcome to the show. Scott, it is, I am humbled and honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Good to have you today. So first and foremost, people know you as the president of Epic Carts. You've been associated with that business for a while. They also know you from serving on the CoServe board, which you were elected to some time ago. Yes, sir. And now it's the Texas House. Yes, sir, it is. So what made you want to step it up a little bit further and, and run for this particular position? Well, you know, it, there's not a – you take open opportunities in life. And, uh, you know, I, I believe all of us were put on this earth by God to be to serve others. Okay, my faith drives me in that and uh, my upbringing and uh, – the when I was elected to co-serve, okay, I made a promise to work with my constituents and to work with the PUC and the city to help get those power lines buried, and we got that accomplished. And, and that's a you know I'm very proud of that. But what I'm really uh, a lot more proud of in that with co-serve is that uh, the transparency that was a big problem when we did this almost four years ago was that there was not a lot of communications uh, between the cities and co-serve. There was different leadership there, and now there's new leadership, not only with myself, but with a new CEO that started the same day that I did. And, you know, that transparency is now wide open. The communications between the city of Frisco, all the cities within the district, but I, I lean on Frisco because, hey, this is Frisco podcast, <laughs> but um, it is wonderful. And, and now there's open dialogue, and, and and I'm truly proud to say that I was I was a big part of making that happen because... I'm a voice for my constituents on that board, and I take that seriously. So with that same can-do attitude, Scott, you know, I want to lower property taxes. And when I say I want to get something done, I've proven I could get it done with what I did on CoServe. And I know I can go down to Austin and fix school finance, okay, and lower people's property taxes. Okay, so let's drill into what you did at CoServe, because I think that sets us up for why you want people to vote for you for Texas House and, and that kind of a success, that track record and what you've been able to accomplish there. And I remember when you were running for the CoServe board, transparency was the platform. That was really what you were talking about and striving for. And it sounds like you've accomplished that. But what does that look like now versus how it was before? Scott, this is a great question. Um, you know, before uh, the way that electric cooperatives and, and even the public utilities like Encore, when they need to put in infrastructure to bring power to their consumers, they would go through the Public Utilities Commission and and these uh, utility companies pay for easements uh, or lease them, I should say, from cities. And they could kind of just not communicate with cities and go do what they needed to do without communicating. They had the right to do that. But I mean, when you have, you know, 138 kilovolt transmission lines with big arms coming off the towers, wanting to go right down the middle of Main Street, that got people's attention. It sure did. You know, and, and you know, and it's great to see a, a group of people band together. I mean, it was just normal citizens that got together and made this happen. So going down that transparency road, I can tell you now that the leaders within the city of Frisco and the executive uh, vice presidents of CoServe and even the board, uh, there is open dialogue. You know, uh, of course, our, our board meetings are, are not a public entity like a, like a council but we have time to where you can come and visit with your board. Um, anytime we have a board meeting, we have a slot open to where if you want to come address the board and the board will talk to you. They didn't do that before I got on there. That is something that I got done where you have an opportunity to come visit with your board, talk to the entire board, 
talk to your board members and they will talk back with you. Okay. They will communicate. And that's big for me. You know, I, I'm a Reagan conservative and, you know, I model a lot of what I do, uh, my abilities in sales, you know, with Epic Carts uh, and uh, partnering with Sean Heatley, who's been, I, I got to give a quick shout out to him because without him, I couldn't be running. I mean, we had these discussions uh, a long time ago and he knew I had aspirations to serve. And uh, without him, Epic wouldn't be where it is today. So, yeah, Sean's a good guy, so definitely give him a shout out. <laughs> I, it, it, he's unbelievable. I mean, uh, with what he does and what he accomplishes, I you know I hope his head fits through the door now. But he's such a humble guy anyway. He'll just he'll 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 blow it off. But uh, you know I'm blessed to have that opportunity. And uh, when our current state rep decided to move on to run for state senate, I mean I'm at an age uh, to where the business is going. You know we're a small business, we're growing, and again with great leadership with Sean, but also with my kids and their age. Okay, they're. I've got twin boy and girls that are 11, and I've got a, a daughter that's 10. And when you have an opportunity in the spotlight district like this, where Frisco, I mean, everybody's heard of Frisco, you know, to run for state house and to go down there and make a difference and know that you have the relationships down in the legislature to be effective as a freshman. Not a lot of freshman legislators can say that. And, and it's because of CoServe that I have that, because we work with our legislators down in Austin. So we have, you know, those legislative days and, and even when legislators come to see us. And so I have those relationships to be able to hit the ground running down there. And, and that's just a huge asset. I, I believe, um, like I said earlier, God put us on this earth to serve. And there's things that happen in your life that, you know, start from when you're born all the way up. Things that you do, Scott, I mean, you're a growing company. I mean, I'm watching you flourish with what you've done with with Lifestyle Frisco and the mergers you've made. And those probably couldn't have happened if you didn't have the relationships that you had in, in the past, you know, and, and it puts us here now today. And, and now's the opportunity. And, and to be a, an example for my children is, is a huge part for me. I, I wouldn't say I'm doing it for them, but they're excited. They understand it. And, and, and that drives me, you know, to want to get down there and accomplish it because I know their future depends upon me getting down to Austin and getting legislation passed that fixes our school finance. I mean, school finance is, is a wreck in Texas. Our children are our priority, our future, okay? We have nothing if they're not educated properly, and it shouldn't be put upon the homeowners to do that, to pay put that bill. Everybody's, you know, we live in the mo one of the most flourishing cities in America, and we, we're very happy that our home appraisals are going up, but not when our taxes are going up. <laughs> and, you know, Frisco has done an excellent job of keeping the tax rate one of the lowest in what I call the quad area, Allen, McKinney, Plano. And, but when the state's not putting in their fair share, you know, when we're having to foot the bill, that needs to be fixed. So for some of us, we might require a little bit of education on how all of that works because people know that I pay property taxes that goes to the school district. But where is the dividing line, I guess, between what the state's responsibility is or should be, depending on how you want to frame sure. it up, and how much of the school funding should come or does come from the city, and what other sources of income do they have? I, I know there's a more complicated picture than, hey, I just pay my property taxes and it goes to the school. So kind of fill us in a little bit on what that looks like so people know. Scott, I'm going to uh, not bore you with numbers, okay? But I mean, to, to put it in simple terms, uh, basically 70% of your property tax bill goes to schools. But what the problem is, is that 70% does not going back into Frisco schools because they're having to pay that back out. Um, 
I've actually got an article coming out in uh, uh, Frisco Life uh, here in uh, another month or two. And I, forgive me if I'm wrong on this. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't crucify me if the number's wrong. But I believe it's been uh, close to $108 million that has been paid out by uh, Frisco ISD back to the general fund to the state. So to kind of encompass all that, when the uh, when we're in session every odd year down there, we're required by the Texas Constitution to only do one thing, not pass it. We don't have to pass any legislation, all right? We have to balance the budget and get a budget out every two years. And in that time we're doing the budget, of course, everybody's got their hand out. Everybody wants their piece, you know, roads, fire, schools, the whole nine yards. That's where that percentage comes from. And when we're doing that budget, that's where we need to get, get to 50% get to 60% of funding our schools and allowing, you know, our homeowners to, to have a break. Cause I can go down there and get taxes lowered by fixing school finance. Okay. So if I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I've got this straight in my own head. So if I pay a hundred dollars in taxes, you're saying $70 of that goes to FISD schools. Yes. But okay. it's not going to the schools. Remember they're having to pay all that back to the state and Robin hood. Okay, so that's going to effectively it's going to the state. Most of it is, yes. And then, so where does their funding come from if, if the the state is only paying thirty eight percent? Well, that, then we get into subjects of you know where where their tax rates are. Uh, I don't know all those off the top of my head. Okay, uh, you know I, I've always said I, I don't have all the answers, but I know where to go get them. And uh, you know relationships with the school board allows me to do that. But it, it's it's to me it's a simple math problem because I try to keep things uh, simpler. But um, there's only probably five people in the country. I stated this last night at Prestonwood Baptist down in Plano that know the logarithm of how school finance works. And that's, and that's a true statement, you know, because it, it's nobody really knows how the math works and where it goes and who it gets where. And that's why I'm a big proponent in tearing it down and starting over. It's not working. So great, great segue. How would you approach that? Let's say you get elected, you're down in Austin, your mission is to is tax reform, yes. particularly with respect to this topic. How do you even begin to tackle something that big? Where do you start as wow. Clint? You know, <laughs> I lean on legislators that are down there, uh, staff that is down there that, that has the numbers and, and that can crunch it. I know that when you can build something back up, it's as simple as the state paying their fair share. We get the state in the budget to pay their fair share of school funding that releases the tax burden on the homeowner. As far as, as a definitive plan, if there was a definitive plan, the legislator would have already done it. Legislate, yeah, they, it would have it would already been done. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to have necessarily a, a, a fully fledged. This is this is the A to Z sure. of how we're going to do it. But just right. in 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 the beginning, you've got to have some jumping off point, right? Of this is what we're going to go do. This is where we're going to start. And you know, we may zigzag as a business owner. You know as well as anybody. Absolutely. Your plans change very right. quickly, but, you know, this is where we're going to begin. So. Well, and I go back to relationships. I've got a good relationship with the chair of the Budget Finance Committee and Senator Jane Nelson. I mean, that would be one of the first places I would go. I'd go to her office and go, okay, you know the budget inside and out. Why are we only at 38% on school funding? Where's the rest of the money going? And it's not about cutting. You notice I've never said it and I'm never going to say it. We're not, I'm not about raising taxes. I'm about reallocating taxes back into the school system. And that's where I would go. I mean, because I have that relationship. She would let me sit down and, and go over it with me and go, hey, this is why we're, why we're doing it this way. And then, you know, then you talk, you negotiate, you, you work together, you know, as one down there to accomplish what needs to be done for, the, for your constituents. 
So I assume as a part of this campaign process, you're also getting out and talking to people in Frisco. What are they saying? How, how do they react to what you're proposing? It, it, everybody's for it. And everybody wants lower taxes. But I got to tell you, we've, no, we've knocked over 10,000 doors in House District 106. Uh, I personally have knocked over probably 1,500 doors. And when I ask constituents, what is, what is the one thing they want done down in Austin? Lower my property taxes. Lower my property taxes. That, I mean, so when we talk, start talking like we have been here, Scott, about school finance and how it affects it, and talking about it at a 30,000-foot level of uh, you know, how that can be obtained, that's the biggest deal. I mean, literally, you wouldn't think about it in Frisco, but there are people that are, are going to be taxed out of their home to where they can't afford it. And think about that. We all just think we're the most affluent city in the world, and we are to a degree, but there are people that can't afford their taxes because the states put the burden back on the homeowner. And there was a, a homestead act that was proposed as well. Correct. By the city. By the city. Where does that stand and how would that help people? Not 100% versed on that. I know what it does, but that was more for your city taxes than it was. Okay. Uh, it didn't affect anything from a statewide. Yeah, and that's an important point, I think, for people to understand. Sure. This is more to do with your city taxes than anything else. Right. We, okay. we get taxed on <laughs> We get hit. You know, we, we could talk about toll roads. Let's not. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know we're, we're taxed everywhere we turn. Okay. And, and uh, you know, the government always seems to be in our pocket. And we need them out of our pocket. Okay. We need uh, – the state's got plenty of money. I'm not about throwing money at a problem, but I'm all about reallocating it and, and getting it into the into the proper areas that, that help our citizens. I mean, you know, uh, Trump's dumping money left and right through business tax cuts, and the businesses are reinvesting. If individuals have money, they're going to reinvest. Let's give them back the money that's theirs. Let's make the state pay their fair share. All for it. All for that as well. So. Anything else in particular that, you know, in your campaign or on your on your on the road to Austin, as it were, that is going to be important to you? Other things that you might want to think about or tackle while you get down there? Yeah, you know, there will be. I had the opportunity uh, last year, last session to uh, sit down with Representative James Frank out of Wichita Falls. And he wrote House Bill five and six, which uh, was a reform bill for the Child Protective Services. And uh, many have heard me give this story before, but I'd like to tell you a little bit about my upbringing and what gives me my faith and why I'm really sitting right in front of you right now, Scott, is that uh, I stand before you as a product of the Child Protective Services for four years, from the age of four until the age of eight when I was adopted. And uh, I saw things happen to kids. There were things that happened to me that should not happen to children. In that same four years, I went through two major surgeries, stomach surgery and heart surgery, as a ward of the state. Um, that, that's what I had a choice then whether to hate God but go, okay, God, you're putting me through this. What do I need to do? Okay, so I, I have a passion for CPS. Um, it is a broken system, but uh, Representative James Frank has already uh, taken that ball and run with it. I was uh, very humbled to be invited down there to speak at his committee hearings. I didn't get an opportunity to speak because it was going the way we needed it to go, but to tell my story. Uh, and so I would love to further that program. Our, our, our caseworkers are overloaded. Okay, we can't keep them employed. We've got uh, too much red tape in order to get these kids into the proper homes. And uh, if I can accomplish lowering property taxes and helping the children, by God, I've done what God's wanted me to do. That is a noble cause. No question about it. Thank you for taking that on. <laughs> you know, it needs to be done. Yes, sir, it does. It really does. You know, uh, just uh, so many children out there that, uh, you know, we, we see it with adopting pets. And, and this is nothing against adopting pets, but 
Kids need a forever home. They need stability. Yeah. Okay. They, they just want to know somebody loves them and it's going to take care of them and they're not going to be moved. I mean, when I, in my four years in the foster care system, I was moved to over a dozen different foster homes. I never knew That's where I was tough. going to sleep the next night. And God granted me with a memory, uh, whether it's good or bad. My short-term memory is not good. <laughs> Long-term memory, you know, I can drive you back. And I've done it with my wife. And she goes, why are you doing this? I can drive you to every home I was in in Central Texas. Wow. I remember every foster parent. I remember everything, almost every day that it happened. Well, Clint, we're very grateful that you wound up in Frisco. Uh, you know what? Thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to be in Frisco. I believe that, uh, you know, again, I've said it and I'm repeating myself, but uh, you do things in life. God gives you windows. Okay. Well, I call them open doors. And uh, it's up to you through free will and faith to walk through those doors that he opens for you. And uh, through this process, when uh, when I was uh, announced my candidacy, heck, all the way back in July of last year, um, you know, I, I prayed to God and I said, you know, God, you've opened a lot of doors. But I'm asking you to do something a little bit different. I want you to show me some closed doors as to why I shouldn't do this. Not one single closed door. Not one person I talked to, and I talked to a lot. Um, and you know a lot of them that I talked to. Heck, you were one of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, is, can I do this? Is this the right time? Do I need to do this? And there was a lot of heart-to-heart -heart conversations. But, I, you know, I didn't find one closed door. And I feel that my faith and, and, and where I am in my life and, and with what I want to accomplish, God's got a plan. Clint, we are very grateful you are walking through that door. Thank you. Keep on going. We wish you the best of luck in this campaign. And, um, man, I don't know what else to say, but I think you would make a great representative for us. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. That really means a lot to me. And I'm humbled when I have supporters. And, you know, uh, just now, just before I came here, I was getting my oil changed at Quick Car. And those of you that don't know, I've got a big old sign sitting out in front of Quick Car on Main Street. So we'll give them a shout out. But uh, just talking to constituents in there. Yeah. It, it, as soon as they saw my truck with the magnetic signs on the back, uh, they they knew who I was. And, you know, we got to talk about, you know, property taxes. We got to talk about what was important to them. And, and to be able to be out there and do that is humbling. And because I am a servant, you know, and I, and I want to serve. And the, the opportunity with you doing this podcast is incredible. It allows me to get the word out, tell my story. Uh, you can find out more about me at uh, ClintBedsell.com. I'm also on Facebook at BedsellForTexas.com. And what I love the most, and I do this with every uh, brochure I pass out, pass out, excuse me, um, is my cell phone number. I want to hear from you, and it's 214-202-3203. I'll say it one more time, Scott, 214-202-3203. I want to hear from you. Let me know what you need, you know, and, and I want my constituents to hold me responsible. If I'm not doing what they want me to do, they, I need to know. I want to hear from you. Well, thank you for sharing all that. You kind of beat me to the punch. I'm my, sorry. My, my next question was normally, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find out more? But I do want to point people in particular, and we'll link all these up in the show notes, but in particular to the Facebook page. Yes, sir. Because you've done some speeches and things like that, and people can find those on there if they want to hear more about what you've had to say and what you're planning to do. Yeah, the uh, one of the largest forums in the state of Texas was held last night in Plano, Texas, at Prestonwood Baptist Church. And uh, they had every candidate from, you know, United States Senator, Congress, all the way down to district county clerk, right? And uh, so we had a, 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 I won't say a whole lot about it. I'll ask you to go to Bed Soul for Texas on uh, Facebook and look at it. But we, we were given three, three minutes, excuse me, to speak about our faith, uh, to speak about uh, why they're running and what they can do down in Austin 
And uh, I'm very proud of the speech that I gave last night. And I think it gives a very insight as uh, into the, the eyes or the window to the soul. And uh, I'm proud of what I said last night. And I would encourage those to go out and, uh, and watch that video and uh, get an insight into Clint. So that was last night, is in January 29th. By the time people hear this, it'll be Correct. about a week ago. But Thanks. you can scroll down a little bit and yes, find sir. it. It'll still be on the page. Yes, sir. All right. We got two closing questions for you. Shoot. One, you said you have a 10-year-old daughter. I do. Are you going to the daddy-daughter dance this weekend? No, sir. Uh, Are there still tickets? I don't know. I just honestly, <laughs> it snuck up on me, too. I didn't even realize it was going on until earlier this past. week. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, it caught me there. She'll be listening to this going, what? We didn't get tickets? We're not going? Okay, well, maybe we'll edit that part. <laughs> no worries. All right. And then, last but not least, let's talk about Frisco for a minute. Sure. What is your favorite thing about Frisco? Do you have a favorite restaurant or place to go or thing to do? All right. My kids, are they would answer this to be screaming at the top of their lungs. Blue Goose. I am just a <laughs> – and there's numerous reasons. That's why it wasn't hard for me to answer. And I love all the new restaurants. So we're going to go try them out. Uh, we have over at the Star. You know, the Star is, is wonderful. It's our beacon yeah. for, for Frisco. But uh, for me, with having young children and such a relaxed environment there, the kids can be talking. They sit at their own table. It's just it's, – and the food's great. Yeah. And it's, it's a great environment. Uh, all, two of my kids, the twins play soccer for FC Dallas. Actually, one plays for Liverpool. Sorry, Tyler. And, uh, and my youngest is a competitive gymnast uh, right over there uh, next to Fieldhouse at uh, Eagle Gymnastics. So we're always in that area anyway. And it's a, it's a great drop spot. You, you know, family, friends are always in there, and, and I, I love it. It's not far from the house, but I'm always looking for a new place to go uh, to try it out. Uh, I'm not Bobby Roberti, who goes and tries every new restaurant and then gives a review. Uh, shout out to Bobby for uh, putting that out there. But, Maybe we need to get Bobby on, yeah, on Lifestyle what? Frisco a little more often. You get him on here, and he, I guarantee you he can tell you about every restaurant in Frisco, whether it's a taco shop or – uh, you know, a, a brand new steakhouse. He'll be able to tell you about it. Very good. All right, Blue Goose, there you go. There you go. So if you want to find Clint, maybe just head over to the Blue Goose and hang out for a little while. Hey, and- Friday nights. I mean, I literally, <laughs> we get, we get, like, Dad, we're not going to Blue Goose. Yep, Blue Goose again. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right, well, Clint, thanks again for coming on the show today. Again, we wish you well and uh, keep at it. You're doing great work. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Y'all have a great week and God bless. Thank you. And for everybody else out there listening, thank you for tuning into the Frisco Podcast and we'll talk to you next week. Destination for premium talk radio.